0: I'm not pulling out my driveway. We all know what that means. It's time for other drive to work at home edition. So I am back at home after being in San Diego for uh, the 2023 San Diego Comic-Con. So today's podcast is going to talk all about the Comic-Con. Um, and I'm going to also hit a little bit on the history of San Diego Comic-Con uh, and my, my connection with it and magic. So I'll talk a little bit about that as well. Uh, anyway, so... Okay, so in 1993... I'm, I'm going to first let, talk a little bit about my history with San Diego Comic-Con. And then we'll get into the, this this year's trip to San Diego Comic-Con. Um, so in 1993, uh, I was working uh, at a part-time at a game store uh, called The Gamekeeper. Uh, and people were coming in and asking about this game called Magic. that At the time, we did not have. Um, and I... I looked for it, but I, I couldn't find it as well. It was Magic – so just a little behind the scenes here. When Magic first came out, um, it, it was mostly on the West Coast and there wasn't a lot. You know, the the actual run of Alpha was not a very – I mean, I, I know that Peter and the company thought they were making six months' supply um, and it sold out instantaneously. But there really wasn't that much out there. That the, It wasn't – People were looking for it, but there just wasn't – overall, you know, the phenomenon that magic became, it happened pretty quickly. And so it was almost impossible to find magic in the early days. And so people came in – I worked at a game store, and they're like, do you have this? And that's the first I had ever heard of magic. And the even the funniest thing is I'm not even sure everybody who walked in, like, even knew the name of it. They would just kind of describe it, you know. Um, but I had heard of it, and I was intrigued by it. And so – it is the first time I actually saw magic cards was at the ninety three, um, at the ninety three San Diego Comic Con. Um, I I lived in LA at the time, so I drove down. Let's see, when 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 was the ninety uh, three? So the ninety three Comic Con was uh, August nineteenth through the twenty second. Uh, so the game came out at Gen Con in early August. So. Um, this is like that month, the the month it came out. Um, now the funny thing was I couldn't buy product. Uh, none was for sale. I looked around and tried to see if I could find some magic, but I did find somebody. There was a woman at one of the booths that had a deck and I'm like, can I see it? I, I, I'd heard so much about it, but I hadn't seen it. So she let me look at the deck. Once again, I couldn't buy anything yet. Um, I would later buy, uh, Later that month, at the end of August, or you know, so a couple weeks later, there was I think it's called orcon but there's a uh, there's three conventions at least back in the day. There were three gaming conventions, and one was like Labor Day weekend, and that's where I first saw for the first time and bought bought my Alpha packs uh, was at that convention. Anyway, uh, I was at San Diego Comic Con. I for the first time actually got to hold Magic cards in my hand and got to see them, and I was I mean the interesting thing for me was I didn't. Um, I just heard of them. Like, people described them. It was like this mystical beast that people just, you know... So to actually see them, and I was really... I was quite blown away. I remember the first time that I saw the cards. They just looked so pretty, and they had the art, and... Um, I didn't even know what to expect. That's the other funny thing was... I mean, I, I guess I knew they were cards, because we say, people said it was a card game. Um, but I, I... For some reason, like, I hadn't pictured them with all this colored art. Uh, anyway, I was quite blown away. And so, so in 93, uh, San Diego... Uh, Comic-Con. It's the first time I saw Magic. 94, um, so back in the day I lived in Los Angeles. I would go every year to, to Comic-Con because it was in San Diego, which is like I don't know, two, two and a half hours drive away. Um, and in 94, I got a chance. Wizards had a booth. Um, I don't think Wizards had a booth at 93. I don't think they were, they were big enough yet. They had just gone to Gen Con. And so San Diego, they weren't big enough yet. They were going to San Diego Comic-Con you know, um, the same month. So, but in 94, Wizards had their first booth at Comic-Con. And so I had the first chance to go to the booth. Um, and that's the first opportunity I had to actually meet employees of Wizards of the Coast, was at Comic-Con. Um, and then, I think, um, yeah, I, I, 94 and 95. 95, I went to the booth knowing that I was going to get hired by Wizards. I hadn't been hired yet. Uh, because my, my job started in October, um, but I knew that was a trip when I went down that I knew I was getting hired. So, I mean, I was, I was now a future, empo- you know, soon to be employee. Um, and I think if I remember correctly, I actually worked the booth. Like they put me to work and I worked at the booth in 95. So, um, and then in 96, uh, I started working at Wizards. And then, uh, for a couple of years, I, I would try, like my early days at Wizards, I would just went everywhere. I, I used to travel all the time and I would go down to Comic-Con then what happened was... Um, I don't know if... I mean, I Wizards probably still went to Comic-Con. But there's a period of time where I just stopped going to Comic-Con. Other things were going on. And so, like, I, I went to Comic-Con, like, in the you know mid to late 90s. Uh, but then I stopped. And then... Uh, I'm trying to think what year it was. Um, it was, I don't know, 2010 or 11, sometime around there. Um, my friend Mike Ryan, who you might know as the co-creator of the Weatherlight Saga... Um, he, he was working for another company, uh, and he was going to be at Comic-Con, and he had a room, and he said to me, hey, you know, if you want to come down, you can crash, you know, you can crash my room, um, and I hadn't been, con- I, I, I'd, once again, in the early days, I'd been to, I'd been in Comic-Con a whole bunch of times, so, like, I'm very familiar with Comic-Con, but I hadn't been there in a while, and what had happened in my absence is Hollywood hit it, like, uh, Comic-Con in the early days, uh, So Comic-Con first... uh, The very first Comic-Con was in 1970. Uh, So my interaction with it is in the late 80s and, you know, um, 90s, early to um, mid-90s. My earliest with it. So um, by the time I was there, it was in the San Diego Convention Center. It didn't start there. Um, But it was still at its heart more about comics. Um, It had definitely started to bleed in around it a little bit. Obviously, you know, Wizard of the Coast was there, so gaming was part of it. But it still the hollywoodness of it didn't really happen till somewhere in the two early 2000s you know so when i went and once again like 2010 11 12 sometime around there i went um michael invited me and i was blown away it was just way bigger than anything i'd ever um i'd ever seen uh and it was just fascinating i i had a great time uh and then i had such a good time i said to michael um okay, I'm in. Let's, let's do it next year. Uh, and so what happened the next year is something happened. I forget what it was, and Michael couldn't make it. Uh, but he... he, I was able to... He did give me the room, because... Um, and But anyway, I went down, but Michael actually couldn't make it that year. Uh, and then it dawned on me. I said, hey, why aren't we doing panels here? Um, so I went to the Magic Brand Manager, which I think was Elaine Chase, and I said to them, hey... Why aren't we doing a panel? Like, this is so, you know, Comic-Con is squarely, you know, in our our neck of the woods. You know, this is, you know, like the the geek convention of all geek conventions. And, you know, gaming is very, very much part of it. I said, we, sh- we should do a panel. And I, so I said to Elaine, I go, do you mind, can I do a panel? Would you mind if I did a panel? And Elaine's like, no, you can do a panel. Uh, so I signed up to do a panel. But in the meantime, we're sort of spread around wizards. Uh, and they said, you know what? Maybe we should do a do a whole, but not just you know just you. Let's do a whole panel. Uh, and so, I, our very first panel was for original Zendikar, and we sent down like five. I don't remember. I, I think Aaron was one of them. Um, maybe Jeremy Jarvis, uh, Jenna, Jenna Helen. Anyway, so there's a period of time where we were we would do sort of full blown panels at Comic Con, uh, and we'd send down different people. Um, and so, th- uh, for I don't know six, seven years, maybe? We did sort of big full-blown panels. And at some point, I think they decided um, that we, you know, we were trying to cut back a little bit. We were doing too many events and whatever. And so they decided not to do Comic-Con. But again, I went, I don't know if it's Elaine or whatever, but I went and I said, well, I'm happy to go. I can run it. I can do a panel by myself. Um... And the idea, basically, at this point, I started my blog, Blog Talk. I'm like, look, I'll just it'll just be like a live version of my blog. People ask me questions every day on my blog. They'll ask me questions there, you know, and I'll, I'll preview some stuff, and they'll ask me questions. And so, um, for the last, I don't know, like six or so years, I've just done uh, Blog Talk Live, which is, I mean, it's it's called the Match of the Gathering uh, panel, and then called Blog Talk Live. Uh, and basically, what I do is I do some preview information, and then I. Um, I will uh, take questions from the audience. Okay, so, um, so what happened was in uh, 2020 and 2021, uh, the pandemic. It had to be online, so um, I don't know if you saw, but I recorded stuff and we, we posted it online. So we had panels, but they're all on, the panels were all online. Uh, and then last year was the first year back at Wizard. So last year, um, oh, anyway, I most of my time at i mean I don't think i don't know if I did podcasts about when I was at home for the pandemic but most of the times i've been uh, at comic con I, I do a i do a podcast every year so you if you want to hear about all the different years we can go back and we can do that so this year um so this year uh I set it all up um this year had a few wrinkles so let's let's talk a little bit about the wrinkles um the biggest wrinkle was this was um uh, so at, we were planning at San Diego Comic-Con to talk about uh Doctor Who because that was one of the um yeah, we're doing new universes beyond um and but uh it was important it was important that it got announced early so they could they could do stuff at the you know, Dr Who booth and things and so uh it was supposed to be announced on Thursday. so Gavin actually did a special like bonus, um, a bonus magic panel so that we could talk all about uh, Doctor Who. Um, and just for those that don't know, Gavin is a Doctor Who fan, a giant fan. He led the he led the product. Um, and so, like, if anyone was going to talk about Doctor Who, Gavin was the right person to do it. And he did an excellent job. Uh, so that 7 o'clock on Thursday, uh, Gavin did his panel. So Gavin talked a little tiny bit about sort of just universes beyond in general, but mostly what he was talking about was Doctor Who. Uh, He showed off, I think he showed off four cards. He showed off the TARDIS and the Tenth Doctor and Exterminate uh, and the Parting the Ways or sagas that represent different stories. Anyway, so he premiered a bunch of stuff, showed a lot of pictures, um, and just did, I mean, mostly his panel was a full-blown, here's the preview for Doctor Who. Uh, which went went awesome, and if you're at all a Doctor Who fan, or not even a Doctor Who fan, just like cool Commander decks, uh, those are coming. Anyway, um, the challenge was um, I needed content for my panel. What am I talking about? Well, you know, Gavin was doing the special Doctor Who panel, so that th- I wasn't going to be doing that. Um, and here's the tricky part. So uh, I'm recording this. I just got back from San Diego Comic Con uh, on Tuesday. I leave to go to Barcelona for um, Barcelona MagicCon. Um, I don't go. I don't go to all the MagicCons, but they asked me. Um, yeah, I, I. Sorry, I asked them which ones they'd like to see me at, and they really wanted me to the Barcelona one because it's going to Europe. Um, and you know, I haven't I haven't been to Europe for a while, and the fans like to you know like see me. So um, I'm going to Barcelona. At Barcelona, uh, on the Friday, of Barcelona. Uh, I and Gavin, again, Verhey, and uh, a video, one of our um, art directors, are doing a preview panel. And we're going to talk about a bunch of stuff. Then a week later, I'm going to Indianapolis for Gen Con. uh, We're having another panel, and we're going to preview a bunch of stuff. And so we had all this preview content coming. So I sort of went to Blake, Blake Rasmussen. um, You might know him as the person who does uh, the weekly um, streams. Uh, but Blake's in charge of of previews and things, so I said to him, "Okay, Blake, what what can I preview? You know, we knew Gavin was doing the Doctor Who stuff on Thursday. What can I preview?" And he thought and he goes, "Yeah, I don't think we got anything. I, I, I what do you mean?" He goes, "Yeah, I, I think we're we're previewed out. Everything's allocated. I don't think you can preview anything." And I'm like, "Well, well I got to preview something. You know, this is the, this is the Comic Con panel. Um, I need to preview something." And he goes, "I don't. You know, I there's not." There's no, there's nothing to preview, so I said, okay, well let me let me think about this. Um, so one of the things that I realized um, when I I sort of thought about things that I do, so uh, there's this thing I started doing way back in the day in the Duelist. I used to have a, a column called Insider Trading, uh, and I started doing this thing where I did uh, what I, I I called the Duelist Teasers, um, where I would give partial information about cards in. Um, cards in the upcoming product. I wouldn't tell you everything. Uh, the first set I did it for was Mirage. Um, and uh, it, anyway, uh, it I would basically tell you some information, and you would be like, oh, what could that be? And, and, and it got players talking. Um, I stopped doing them for a little while, then I started up again. I forget why I started them up again. But I started up again, and they were very popular. So now I just, I do them all the time now. So every set that comes out with Usually with new – every booster product with new content I do teasers for. Um, And so – okay. So, anyway, that got me thinking. I said, okay, we know that players like teasers. What can I do? Um, So, I said, okay, what if I got images? Because pictures are really good. Because pictures are evocative. And it's something people can – like, pictures have a lot of details in them. But – if I show you a picture, I, I'm not giving away a lot. It's not saying mechanics, and you know, it, it's hinting at things. But pictures are really good, and I, I actually think we could use pictures more as for people kind of personally. But anyway, um, so I said, I went to um, Blake, and I said, okay, here's my idea. I want to show some number of pictures for some number of products. Um, I think I first pitched ten, but it ended up being eight. And the idea was, here are eight images from eight different products that will all be previewed in the next two weeks. So what I said to him is, well, let me set it up. Let me sort of give people information so we can sort of build up to the preview panels, that we can get people talking. Um, You know, one of the things that's really important is you want people to sort of discuss stuff. And that the reason I like the teasers is I like to do stuff in which... I'm creating content where the content is that the players are generating content, right? I give you enough information, the players have fun sort of figuring out what they can figure out. And these pictures, uh, I worked with Matt Danner, who's, um, who works a lot with the story and stuff. And Matt was very careful to pick pictures that really had a lot going on, and there's, there's things to speculate about. And so it's really fun right now. People are talking about it. It's fun to see the details people get and what they, they think they can figure out, so that's a lot of fun. Uh, but anyway, I got Blake sign off. So, uh, okay. So now let, let's get to Comic Con. Okay, so Comic Con is Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Wednesday is a preview night. That's like six to nine, and then the the f- other four days uh, is open from nine thirty to seven. I believe. Um, this year was a weird year, uh, because of the Writers Guild strikes and the Screen Actor Guild strikes. Um usually when Hollywood wants uh you know pitch a new wants to sell an uh, upcoming movie or TV show they send the creatives and the actors to sell it right oh well here's you know here's the people behind this show the you you're usually like the exec producer or the, you know the main writer and then the cast members you know, and that's usually a, a fun way to sell it and Um, Comic-Con has a lot of that. They talked about how Hollywood sort of came and made a big presence. Uh, there's a thing called Hall H, which is, like, the biggest, uh, stadium. And Hall H is huge. It holds, like, 4,000 people. But people will wait in line, sometimes overnight, you know, to get in. And usually, there's a lot of different announcements of major things going on. Um, but what happened was, with the strikes, a lot of things got canceled. And so, um, that meant that there were a lot, there were less things in Hall H, Hall H, like, ended earlier in the day. Uh, and it's interesting that there's a little bit more of a focus on on comics. Uh, it's going back to the heart of Comic-Con. So normally, by the way, when I'm at Comic-Con, when I'm not working, you know, I, I will go see panels. Um, and normally if I go to see a comic panel... It's not hard getting in. I mean, it's not that there's nobody there. There's plenty of comic fans at Comic Con. But it's it's the long lines are more to see TV shows and movies and stuff. And that if you want to see a comic book, usually it's not that hard to get in. I waited in line. I mean, I I did a bunch of comic stuff, and I waited in line because um because there wasn't Hall H stuff, it's sort of like the the exhibition hall was more crowded. Oh, the other thing about it is there's a giant exhibition hall that is um Something like fifty rows or something, and it has everything from giant companies sort of talking about stuff. There's comic companies, and there's movie companies, and there's um, video game companies, and then there's a lot of individual sellers that are selling. Pick whatever you want to pick. Uh, that that's you know sort of comic themed. Uh, there's you know comic book sellers. There's booksellers. There is games. Um, Yeah, uh, magic is usually, you can find magic on the floor. Um, And so one of the things that uh, happens is that there is a lot of, like, so there's the exhibition hall. And then there's individual panels and things that you can go see. Uh, So normally at a Comic-Con, normally I do my panel. And the panel for the last, like, ten years has been 630 to 730 in room 24ABC. I think they just sort of figured out where we go, and we just they stick us there every year, so um, it's worked pretty well for us, and it's, it's a decent time. Uh, it ends up being the capper for my comp- so I normally leave on on Sunday. Sunday's a little slower day, um, so it's always the capper for my for my thing. Anyway, we get in on Wednesday. Um, the so Wizards doesn't have his own booth anymore. There is a pretty large Hasbro booth, and this year one little corner of the Hasbro booth was dedicated to Magic, and then one little corner which was uh, uh the opposite corner was um for dungeon dragons and so and it just had a bunch of stuff set up like uh we don't nothing is sold directly there there is a place to buy things and there's um there are exclusive things that Hasbro will we'll do magic in the past has done exclusives um we did not do an exclusive this year i think there was a secret lair that you could buy on site but you could also buy it through the secret lair website so it wasn't unique it wasn't exclu- it wasn't exclusive to Comic Con, um, but anyway, so we had we had the booth there, the ha- the, the Hasbro booth, um, and there were and we had some fun stuff. There's some statues that people make. A company that makes statues, and there was uh, and Liliana, and Chandra. Um, and really elaborate. They're actually, I mean, they're like I don't know, like two close to two feet high. Um, and then we were showing off a bunch of just a bunch of things, some secret layers, and just different stuff. Um. Now, the other thing that goes on is uh, Comic Con is so big that some of the events take place at hotels nearby. Like the convention center gets completely filled up. Uh, So, for the last not a bunch of years, uh, Magic has had its own room in the Marriott, which is the one of the hotels next to uh, the convention center. Um, So, I on the first day, uh, not say not Wednesday night, not preview night, but the first on Thursday, I went over there. Um, and they were, there are lots of people playing lots of games and there were, um, one of the events they ran is a single box sealed where you get a box of product and you make your sealed decks out of a, a box of product, which was really cool. Um, I also told them there's a, uh, a format that R&D had made way back in the day, we call decadent draft, where you open up a box and you open each of the 36 packs and draft one car out of it then you make your deck. They didn't do Decadent Draft. They just did a whole box draft. But um, but there was all sorts of stuff, you know, um, it just lots of formats and drafts and all sorts of things. Um, and then they have uh, prizes. This year, the thing that everyone was focused on was they had some giant magic cards that had been used for some event, uh, and they were trying to get rid of them, so they, they priced them to move. So I know I, I saw a bunch of people with giant magic cards during, during the weekend. Um, and then... Normally, and in most Comic-Cons, I do a signing. For some reason, I just didn't... I don't know if there was... It was busy at the booth. Um, normally, there's a little area at the booth where we they do events at the booth. And so, um, I did not do a signing this year. Normally, I do. Um, and also, the other thing I often do at Comic-Con is I'll do interviews. I do uh, press interviews. But this year, I did not do any press interviews. So, anyway, I had a lighter year than normal. Uh, so... Um, So Thursday and Friday, um, I, I poked my head in at a few things and there were, oh, Gavin, seven o'clock on Thursday was Gavin's, uh, was Gavin's, um, panel. I went to that. Um, and then it was, it was exciting. And like I said, Gavin did an amazing job and, um, everybody was really pumped. Uh, and then, uh, Saturday was my panel. So I actually had some time to sort of see some panels, um, so one of the things I'm noticed, real quick, I'll, I'll, I'll geek behind the scene. You can see my, my, uh, comic geekiness here. So my favorite comic, uh, Robert Kirkman, the guy who makes The Walking Dead, uh, makes a comic called Invincible. Uh, and for many years, I would say Invincible is my favorite comic. And the response I always got was, "I have no idea what you're talking about. I've never heard of that." Uh, but then Amazon made a show out of it, an animated animated series, and it was a giant hit. And so season one went so well that they ordered season two and season three. Um, season one happened right when the pandemic started. It probably helped it because um, everyone was trapped in their home. Uh, but anyway, season two is just coming out right now. So I got, I had a chance to go to some panels on Invincible and these were giant rooms that were filled to the, completely filled with fans. So it's, it's interesting to see something that was this little niche tiny thing uh, and you get to media anyway. So it's, that's cool. Uh, okay, so then on Saturday, um, I had uh, the panel. So what we did is uh, I started. I showed I showed all the stuff that uh, the stuff that Gavin had shown in his preview at uh, his panel because not everybody this panel had been to the other panel. And hey, if there was new content this weekend at San Diego Comic Con, wanted you to see it. So Gavin had four four cards. Four normal cards, four, um, three planes, and one phenomenon, and then we also showed some tokens that had fun art on it. Uh, Then I showed my my thing. So uh, basically, I called it Morrow's visual teaser. I showed eight images, and um, I'm not sure when this is going up, but the images are online. Uh, They're on. um, uh, I I retweeted them on Twitter, and they're on my blog. anyway there's eight images uh, from eight different products and there's a lot of fun then that, that I'm, I'm really it's I'm having a lot of fun watching people sort of uh, see what they can figure out uh, so anyway I did I showed off that and then I went to question answers um, and I got a lot of fun questions like, like so let me talk real quick about Q and As uh, I love doing q a's obviously I do a blog every day where I answer questions every day uh, but there's something really fun about doing it like I like to write, so I, I, I enjoy answering questions in written form, but it's also a lot of fun doing it, like, vocally answering questions. Um, it, it's, it's a little more ripe for telling stories. You, you get a little more emotion in there. Um, and so, it is fun, and, and I got a lot of great questions and people asking about um, everything from, like, how we handle power level to are we going back to things like Tarkir, and someone asked about Alara. Um... People were asking about how we make planeswalkers. We had questions about um, all sorts of things. Anyway, uh, so I I spent a lot of time sort of walking through – usually what happens when – one of the things I want to do is – whenever someone asks a question, I want to, A, answer the question, but B, I want to see if can I involve, can I tell a story, can I give behind-the-scenes stuff? So whenever I can, I'm trying to give information about hey, you might not know this, but, you know, um, let me tell you about this. Like, someone asked about the ring uh, mechanic from Lord of the Rings, and so I talked about you know, the, the evolution, how it came about, and it, you know, it started as a mechanic called Leadership that was going to be dominari. originally had a, set, a small set associated with it, uh, but we cut that to make a core set, and um, so it's, it's, a lot of fun. And so I, I, you know, one of the things that's really neat is you get to interact and talk with, you know, it, it, it's fun to sort of viscerally share the stories and, and the audience really had a good time. I finally remembered, by the way, every year my wife says, you know, can you take a picture of you in the crowd? And this year I finally did a, a selfie of me in the crowd, which I, I and mean, this is my 14th or something panel. Um, but anyway, uh, oh, the other thing was the panel after us. There was a gap before the panel after us, and so they let me run a little long. So I actually answered more questions than normal. Um, and then afterwards, what I always do is uh, we go outside the room, because there's another panel be in the room, and then I sign autographs and take pictures. So anybody who wants to take a picture, have an autograph signed, or, or ask a question, um, I, I, I usually do that. That takes, you know, 20 minutes or so. Uh, then after that, uh, we have a tradition. Uh, we always do a staff dinner on Saturdays. Um, the... I think the tradition started because uh, Whitney Whitney Williams, who does a lot of our organizing, uh, way back when, was planning it, and she said, "I want to plan a staff dinner. Um, what would most excite you for a staff dinner?" And I said, "Well, uh, my my favorite food is Alaskan King Crab Leg- Alaskan King Crab Legs. If you know my birthday tradition, I, I I'm a big fan of, of of King King Crab Legs, and so she found a place." Uh, it's called the Ocean Air that had crab legs, and so for many, many years, our our tradition was on the final day we went to the Ocean Air and uh, and had seafood. It was very good, and then in the pandemic, it shut down. The Ocean Air shut down, so we still do. We still do a uh, we still do a um, staff dinner. So this year, uh, the staff dinner. Gavin was at staff dinner, and uh, uh, Chris and some of our interns. Um, Anyway, it was a lot of fun. We get to sort of chat and tell stories and um, tell, you know, behind-the-scenes stuff and stuff like that. So, um, like, I had a fun story. Like, um, I got to know Felicia Day from um, – she came and did some stuff on uh, course at 2014. And then she has a company called Geek & Sundry that we did uh, Spell Slingers through. Uh, so, anyway, I've had I have a chance to interact with her over the years. And so I got to run into her on the street and we had a chance to chat. So it was fun. Um, there's not a lot of celebrities that I can meet on the street, uh, who actually will know who I am, so, uh, it's fun, uh, and, um, anyway, I had a great, I had a great Comic-Con, like I said, the, I think Gavin's panel went great, my panel went great, so we had two magic panels, twice the norm, and I think it went really well, uh, and the the booth went well, and supposedly from, uh, talking to people, the event stuff went well, so it was a fine and fun Comic-Con, Um, I, like I said, I I got home today I literally I got home and I'm recording my podcast. Um, I'm doing a lot of traveling. So, uh, this week, this last week I was at Comic-Con next week I'm at Barcelona and the following week I'm at Gen Con in Indianapolis. So you will have a podcast on each of those items so you can hear about them. Um, there's a lot of fun stuff coming up. So anyway, that is my trip to, or my 2023 trip to San Diego Comic-Con. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Thanks to everybody who was there. Um, oh, another thing real quickly. Uh, one of the things I always joke about is that I can tell the general popularity of Magic based on how much I get recognized on the floor, like on the you know, exhibition hall. Um, and so uh, Magic seems to be doing really well. I got recognized a lot. Um, so it was it was a lot of fun. And so anyway, um, if you ever see me at a convention or out and about... Uh, I, I will not bite. I'm happy to take pictures and sign stuff or answer questions. So if you see me at an event, please don't be afraid. I'm will. I i, I I'm very kind, I promise. I will, I will be nice. Uh, but anyway, that that is the trip. So um, I hope you guys enjoyed this little venture through uh, magic at San Diego Comic-Con 2023. But uh, I can see my desk. So we all know what that means. That means it's the end of my drive to work. So instead of talking magic, it's time for me to make it magic. I'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye.